guys. This is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. We had a weekend with the Mavericks where the Kings went one-on-one and I would say De'Aaron Fox probably had the best game of his career. I mean, how much fun was that? And um, Golden One Center was rocking. Uh, I mean, that place was just unreal. And Fox just turned it to another level. I mean, the plays back and forth between Kyrie and Fox were just, I mean, unreal and a blast to watch. I'm just happy we came out on the right side of it, especially after, um, you know, Friday night's game and how rough that was. But right. So what we talked about last episode was the Kings needing to go right 500 to end the season, go 500 to end the season. And you're giving yourself as close to a lock as you can to stay in the top six. Right. So. Again, we're one and two since that. So right now they would need to go 13 and 12. Uh, for the remaining 25, which again, very doable. And it stays with what the Kings have done for the season. No one believes outside of Sacramento. Um, they all think the Kings are a cute, fun story, right? But they've yet to see a Kings team in 16 years come back after the All-Star break and take care of business. We are looking for this team to be the first team in 16 years to come out, take care of business, and that's asking them to go 13 and 12, just a little over 500. Now, national media, you know, TNT was talking about it. And again, fun story, but do you think they hold on? Their thing was, I don't, I don't know. And I think that's completely fair. Um, You know, and I think the same thing is viewed from probably other teams and players around the league and their management were, you know, I said on social, you know, on Twitter that the Kings aren't contenders yet. And there were people that had legit problems with that because we're a three seed. Okay, great. We're a three seed, but we're not there yet. Like we have to be much better on the defensive end. Before you're going to be talking about contender status, you need another big legitimate player that's going to show up every night next to Fox and Sabonis to be a contender, especially now after all these trades that put all these, you know, stars back in the West. Um, You have to be better to be considered a contender and you have to do it for a full season, right? I mean, 50 games, it's great. But again, you got to do it for a full season before you're going to have anybody outside of the town believing anything. So again, right? Work to be done. Um, 13 and 12. So now we'll go back. The Suns. The Suns to surpass the Kings have to go 13 and 10. The Mavericks to surpass the Kings currently right now have to go 14 and 10 the clippers to surpass the kings have to go 13 and 9 those teams again i could right i could see them doing it like it's i mean as if teams are if the players are there are healthy i can see them doing it mavs i'm a little more questionable but suns and clippers 
I can see them doing it because the Suns did it when they were all healthy before. The question is, is is Durant going to be able to to fill in, you know, seemingly, which you think he, you know, it will be fine, um, Bridges and, and Cam. And so can they go 13 and 10? Yeah, I think they can. Clippers, again, with their added depth, um, and if they have Paul George and Kawhi healthy, yeah, I think they can go 13 and nine. But again, as we've said, this is about keeping the Kings in the top six, not the top three. So now when it goes down to the play-in teams, currently, um, right now I'm giving you seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, right? So seven to 11. So the Pelicans currently... To surpass, if they want to surpass the Kings, if the Kings, right, this is if the Kings manage to go 13 and 12, the Pelicans can go 15 and nine, then they would surpass the Kings. That's going to be a hard ask for them without Zion, right? Like that's with everybody healthy. That's when they, they had that kind of record to start the year. Now, if they had everybody healthy, I, I, I think they could do it, but again, they don't. So, you know, we're going to have to wait and see what kind of Pelicans you get. Um, Wolves, they have to go 14 and eight. Can they do it? I mean, they're 31 and 29. So that's asking them to go way above, you know, what they've done for the season. Warriors have to go 16 and eight. Warriors are 29 and 29. So again, that asks them to go way above what their current record is for the season. Thunder are 27 and 29. They would have to go 18 and 8. So again, they would be punching up from what they've done for currently through the season. And the Blazers are 28 and 30, and they would have to go 17 and 7 um, to currently pass the Kings. So again, um, we're talking about keeping top six. And you've seen how much 7 and 11 would have to punch up above their weight. Now, some key things that the Kings can do to help themselves when it comes to, you know, head-to-heads remaining with the Kings, right? They play the Suns two more times, and right now they're currently 0-2 to the Suns. The Mavs, they play them one more time, and they're 1-1. Clippers, they play them two more times, and they're currently tied 1-1. So again, one has to win, one has to lose. That's where you can help yourself there. Now. They play 7 through 11 a lot. Okay? So, again, one team has to win, one team has to lose. This is where you can help yourself. So, they played the Pelicans twice, and they're 0-1 with them right now. They played the Wolves twice, and they're tied with them 1-1 currently. Uh, They play the Warriors one more time, and they're currently 1-2 with the Warriors. Thunder, they play them two more times. They're 2-0 and with them. Blazers, they play them three more times, and they're currently 0-1. And really, we all know they should be 1-0 against the Blazers, but we got that bad technical foul called um, game one of the season. But again, so when it comes to stats 2, 3, 5, 7, 9, 10, 12, that's 15 games. 15 out of your 25 remaining games are from teams who are currently below you. Take care of business. 
And there's literally, you don't have to worry about a thing. Take care of your business and you're not relying on anybody else. You're not relying on anybody else. So again, things to keep in mind. So since um, the trade deadline, the Lakers have lost. They what? They won their first game and then I'm trying no, they lost they lost their first game, won their second game, lost their third game. So since the trade, they've gone one and two. Um, I didn't mention them because again, if the Kings stay where they're at, the Lakers can only lose five more games. Um and their attempt to to pass the Kings of where they are currently. So um, LeBron's been out. Uh, so, you know, that's been a whole issue of itself. And again, you know, they're, as we've said, they, they go where LeBron and AD go. So the next team is the Pelicans, and they've gone one-on-one. Since the um, trade deadline, they lost to the Cavs and they beat the Thunder. Today, they play the Lakers. So again, that's an opportunity for two teams below us. One to get the win and one to get the loss. We have seen the Clippers go... They lost their first game and, again, won their second game. So, again, we're seeing teams either go 500 or under 500 so far since the deadline. Um, the Mavericks, so they did have a couple wins before losing to us, and then they lost to the Timberwolves. They play again today, so they're on a two-game losing streak. So, again, it's... As everyone said, the West is wide open and and anything can happen. But the big takeaway that we continue to say is take care of your own business and you're not having to rely on anything else. And where this team has to get better is they have to figure it out defensively because when you come back from the deadline, it's going to be a whole new brand of basketball. I mean, it's the intensity, the physicality. I mean, it's it's go time and it's it's make or break. And so um, it's nice. The Kings are getting, you know, a couple extra days rest compared to other teams. But they're, you know, it's they have to come back and and take, you know, take advantage of that and and complete what they need to um, to complete to to close this out, because. You know, trades, no trades. It literally does not matter anymore. This is our team and this is the team we need to to keep going what they've been doing and to close it out and end this 16-year drought. And I mean, you know, beam team to finish this off. I mean, it's, I would just be so excited for this group again to just as, as excited as, as I am for fans. Um. To see that team, which very little people believed in going into the season, um, 
coming in and, and finishing out taking care of business and then going into the off season and Monty and Brown getting together and, and doing their thing. Um, and, and to grow on that foundation that, that they're building. I mean, man, our home, our home record 17 and 12 and road record is 15 and 13. Kings and the Clippers are the only two Western Conference teams that have an above 500 record at home and away. Man, to just to just shut people up <laughs> at this point. Um I I want them to take care of business because too, as a fan, everyone can have their opinion, but Everyone should be rallying around this group and and supporting them on on this last stretch. You know, we continue to show up, keep showing up, and uh, and close this thing out. Now, this weekend, we're going to get to see four kings um, participate in the All Star festivities, which is super exciting. Uh, we'll see Fox, right, and Sabonis in the All-Star game. We will be seeing Kevin Herter in the three-point contest, much to the puzzlement of the Suns broadcast team that just couldn't seem to wrap their heads around a Kevin Herter participating in in the three-point contest. I will I will not understand that. And then let alone the NBA putting out the list and saying Kevin Herter is with Atlanta Hawks. I mean, again, this this is the kind of credit we get um, you know, for for being the Kings. It is what it is, but uh we'll be exciting seeing those guys out there. And then Keegan Murray uh with the Rising Stars game and then um, I'm excited for him. He said he's going to go out and see his family. His sister has a, a basketball game and his brother has a basketball game and he hasn't seen them right since um, before he arrived for training camp. So, um, I mean, I can't imagine what, you know, not seeing siblings is hard enough. I can't imagine, you know, actually a twin and not being able to see each other. So super excited for him and everyone to, you know, kind of clear their heads and and get ready. Uh, there's still, I mean, who knows how I'm not holding my breath on the Kings, you know, getting any traction when it comes to buyouts, um, in the buyout market, but, you know, maybe we can get lucky there with a, a Will Barton or, uh, if another big somehow becomes available, but, um, like I said, as of now, um, I'm rooting these guys on and I'm hoping this break treats them well. And, you know, gets them really in the mindset to uh, to finish things out. So to end this one, uh, I'll be doing a, another podcast this week and I'll be having um, more of a roundtable. So to get people's kind of thoughts on uh, the first 50 games of the season, how people are feeling, what they felt about the trade deadline, how they feel going forward. Um, but uh, I just wanted to kind of give people that 
that update on the standing breakdowns because I know I had a lot of feedback that people enjoyed that. And so um, I figured on my weekly pods, I will be able to update um, you on those uh, records as we go along. And hopefully eventually we will end up with a magic number and we'll be using that. So again, everybody tune in to the next episode, which I said was going to be the roundtable. But as always, go Kings.